The International Relations Department has confirmed a delegation would visit a South African woman in Mauritius who's accused of drug trafficking. Now, that woman was reportedly arrested in her hotel room last month after being found with pellets of heroin in her luggage or perhaps on her person. We don't know the outcome of that meeting with Durko yet, but we are joined on the line by Patricia Gerber, who heads up advocacy organization Locked Up for South Africans incarcerated abroad. Uh, Patricia, good evening to you. Thank you so much for your time and afternoon this evening. We've, of course, decided not to name the woman because we're not sure whether she's appeared in court yet, but I understand you've been in contact with the lady's family regarding this case. Yes, thank you. Good afternoon, Joanne, and thank you to listeners. Yes, I have been in contact with the family, and as you said, they're also waiting the outcome of the visit, which is actually the embassy that goes and visits the inmate, you know, the detainee, um, yes. once they've been arrested. Uh, and and what, what they, are they able to tell you about uh, what sort of conditions she's being kept in? Is she all right? Um, no, they haven't um, come back with any of that information. <clears throat> but we do know they are normally held in a, a police cell and then they do not release them into a prison unless the statement has been written yet. And the statement is drawn up by the police who normally uh, do the right, they write it themselves, and yes. the majority of them don't have lawyers present. Oh. And uh, that is a huge problem that we have with Mauritius because mm-hmm. you can go through 99% of the statements and they all read willingly and knowingly. So they basically are, they have no choice but to plead guilty. Uh, drug trafficking seems to be a crime they take very seriously in Mauritius. Yes, they do. They've got three harsh sentences, and um, they increased them in about 2008. I think uh, it used to be 45 years maximum. Now they've increased it to six years maximum. Wow. But they normally give the South Africans between 20 and 30 years. Uh, tell me, Patricia, are there any South Africans or many South Africans facing prosecution for alleged drug trafficking in Mauritius at the moment? As a matter of fact, since the end of April, we have had seven arrests of South Africans in Mauritius. And this is absolutely unacceptable because the alleged crimes all originate on South African soil. They walk through our chamber with the drugs. They are not stopped at our airport. And then the, the Mauritians are tipped off to arrest them. But let me explain to you. They're not... The, they're not the people that are arrested are not the drug mules. These are the decoys. These are the people that are recruited for the sole purpose to be arrested so that the drug mules can walk through with a big amount while the attention is on the decoy. In actual fact, this is human trafficking. It's, it's a very interesting conversation indeed, uh, Patricia, because we, we know that uh, this has happened in several other cases where police are then able to present these statistics and say, look how many arrests were made for drug trafficking. And yet, as you point out, small amounts, relatively small amounts of drugs are found on the person who acts as the decoy, but much larger amounts uh, have then traveled through the country in, into the waiting hands. That's quite correct. That's exactly how it works. And our authorities know that, but yet they're not doing anything. I believe that our government should do the right thing, and that is to enter into prisoner transfer agreements because while they're keeping them in those foreign prisons and our government refuses to sign such agreements, 
these recruiters and drug lords continue to operate in our country and they, they go for all the vulnerable people. And it is unacceptable because they recruit them, they coerce them, they manipulate them, they lie to them, they do everything. And if you go and read the Human Trafficking Act, you will see this is what is actually happening. They are being human trafficked. Uh, Patricia, you know, that that's also an interesting question in itself, this uh, question of an extradition treaty. Do you find that, that when, uh, when people who have been jailed for, for large amounts of time then return to the country, they're less likely to point a finger and say, well, this was the person who drew me into it because do you find that person has disappeared or, or it's simply impossible to make that link after the person has been jailed overseas for a long period of time? That is... Correct, 100%, because when they get back, all they want to do is, is just be united with their families because they don't see their kids, they don't see their family at all. So they've spent terrible years in those foreign prisons where they're completely isolated because our embassies themselves do not visit on a regular basis. They are lucky in Mauritius if the South Africans get to see a visitor in once in six months. The majority of them don't see people at all because they're not allowed Mauritians to visit them. And okay. it's only your direct family. Ah, oh, I see. So so obviously it costs a lot of money to travel to Mauritius yes. and many families can simply not afford that. Exactly. Right. Uh, what about South African officials in that country? I mean, do we not have a consul general or, or an ambassador, uh, ambassador there who can assist with this kind of thing? We do, but they do not visit on a regular basis. Um, they've always, they, they say they're very busy, so they don't visit. They visit, I think, once in six months or once. It used to be a bit earlier, but now they've, uh, they don't uh, go that often. And then in some of the other countries, they, the South Africans don't even see um, somebody from the embassy to visit them. Mm-hmm. And if they do visit, it's, it's basically they... They run in there and they say to them, well, have you got any complaints? How are you? And that's it. They don't, there isn't a bond that they try and help our people. Is there, can you describe to me what the conditions are like in Mauritian jails to the best of your knowledge? The Mauritian jails are not, they, they're very, um, they've got a new prison there, but previously it was extremely primitive. But for instance, um, they can communicate with their families through writing and perhaps a phone call. I think it's, uh, they allowed one every two weeks or okay. once a month. Right. They can make the phone call. But this uh, justice system is extremely slow. We've got a girl sitting there. She'll be there six years in February and she still has not wow. been sentenced. So the time period that they wait is extremely long. In remand, they call it remand, yes, you know, the yes. waiting time. And uh, I don't believe that it is very fair when it comes to with the statements, as I said. Um, if you manage to get a lawyer, they will, um, you can assist you before your statement is written. But other than that, it is it's not. They will basically write that statement and then you're forced to sign it. Because they'll just say to you, if you don't sign it, you will sit here until eventually you do sign it and then we'll only transfer you to the prison. 
And it's very hard being in a, a prison, in a police cell for sometimes a month, mm-hmm. sometimes even longer. Because then they don't see anybody. Right. Patricia, tell me this, because we need to have this conversation in as objective a way as possible. And we know that that lives are destroyed by drugs and the drug trafficking trade. So many people listening to our conversation would wonder, why are we we being so sensitive towards people who are drug mules? They carry these substances into countries that wreak havoc amongst the population of these countries. Uh, Who are the sorts of people who are carrying drugs into these countries. Okay, I will say to you again, these are not the drug mules. That is the whole sad part. They go out and search for somebody that is vulnerable. Be it a drug addict who can't pay their debt for the drugs that they receive, or be it a person that doesn't have a job and they've got two small kids or, and they they just want to... um, find work, because many of them have been sent over as training for this, or we give you this job, and the the sad part is, I'm not saying that all of them don't know what they're doing, what I'm saying, there are those that aren't aware, and then the sad part is, also, if they want to decide they don't want, they, they come to realize what they're getting themselves into, many of them can't get out of it. Because I've had cases of people calling me from outside South Africa, telling me that they they were caught up in this with a job, and when they arrived in the country overseas, they were told that they've got to bring drugs back. Oh yes. They turned around and said they don't want to do it, but now they're stuck because the air ticket, plane ticket gets cancelled from South Africa. So they are basically forced into it eventually, mm. and I'm not. I'm not condoning what they've done. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is, I can't, the families suffer unbelievable because they don't see their children or their husbands or their wives, whoever is arrested in that foreign country. These kids grow up without that parent. The trauma that they go through when they come back because the child doesn't know them, there's no relationship, I would say we're not saying release them. We're saying bring them back into this country, let them serve the remainder of the sentence here, let them be reunited in the family, and then also go after these recruiters and drug lords in our country that is continuing to recruit our people. All right, let's leave it there. Thank you very much for talking to us. A very insightful uh, point of view there from Patricia Gerber. She heads up the advocacy organization Locked Up for South Africans Incarcerated Abroad.